This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan where Corey has an important question for us but also maybe some bit of news is Corey... Is your question, would you like us to do our regular show or just make dirty jokes the entire 877-881-1053. Time? What would be more entertaining for you today? You let us know. We'll wait. Well, okay, we waited. But, yeah. Now to the next part. We, no, we have to continue to wait until we see the first text, until oh we get the, if the phones start to ring and we have uh, stuff we got to get to. So okay. there is there is some significant Rangers information out there. You signed Jordan Montgomery. Uh, it is not signing of Jordan Montgomery. And we'll, uh, if you want me to hold on to it until later no, no, uh, for ahead. baseball buckets with Corey Majors, we I can absolutely can expand on it in buckets. But uh, what's up? According to CJ Nitkowski, he is step- stepping away uh, from the television duties on the Texas Rangers broadcast effective immediately to Ooh. pursue an opportunity closer to home in Atlanta. And I know I was, I was, I mentioned this the other day that, hey, look. If you see me talking to a Rangers personnel person, it's because I'm pitching Mike Bassick to become uh, the TV broadcast, yeah. the, the the analyst there. And and it's not because I don't love working with Mike. I do love working with Mike. But it's because I know he would love to have that opportunity to be the guy that is a voice for the Rangers, the team he grew up you know, wanting to be a Ranger. Yeah. He became a Ranger. Yeah. And then you hear his passion. And whenever I heard, uh, whenever we were watching the games he did this year up in D.C., I was like, man, Mike's really good at this. And I was really pulling for him to somebody to see it. And I hope that they did. But C.J. Nikowski, I thought, did a wonderful job. And we'll uh, we'll see how things fall together from there. But I am going to continue pushing for Mike to be the next guy out there. We'll from, see how baseball go. From the 817, oh, my God, please, Mike, take over. That would be amazing. By the way, Mike is, well, look, I'll let you decide for yourself what's happening. Mike's on vacation. Or he knew there was about to be an opening with the Rangers on their broadcast team, and he's auditioning all week. <laughs> I will let you decide which one of those things is more likely. 877-881-1053. Now, Unfortunately, we've put it off as long as we can. Go ahead and hit me, Chris, with that cut number four because, look, I could play you a whole bunch of different cuts, but this is a good microcosm of the entire day. First and 10 at the 19. Allen back, flushed out, throws on the run to his right to Cook, the running back, slithering across the goal line. Touchdown, Buffalo. Pretty play. It was a pretty play, but it really didn't matter. Pretty play, ugly play. They were scoring all day long. But my question for y'all to start this off is, did you bail on the Cowboys game yesterday at any point? And then we'll get into, did they even bother showing up? Is, did you bail on the Cowboys game? That's why I was curious. I did not, 
I have to admit, if we didn't have this job, I probably would have dipped at 31 to 3. Okay. Yeah. And I also was really curious about why all of our starters were still in a 31 to 3. Um, well, because hey man, if you can if you perform that poorly, uh, then you deserve to have to continue to go out there. <laughs> Right? So it was a punishment? Yeah, absolutely. You you guys are going to oh. stink that bad, and you're going to put out that kind of effort? Then y'all keep going out there and show me you got a little fight in you. Uh, show me there's something before before we leave this place, because you showed nothing else for the entire day. It was a rough one, man. The I, I don't know exactly where to start with what I hated the most about yesterday. I, re- I really don't, because I want to start with the play caller. And if you want to push the ball downfield, which the Cowboys have been good at, but you can't do it and it's not there, then you got to start finding something different and other ways to continue to be efficient and work your drives. And I felt like the play caller was continually putting Dak in places where they had either long distances to deal with and he was having to do it, or they were they were looking downfield too far and not having enough time to be blocked up front. Okay, can I ask you? I felt like Tony Pollard did a pretty good, decent job of running the ball yesterday. And I'm telling you, I, I think, I, and I know the stats might not bear it out. So if you just go to the box score and you're like, actually, if you just watch the game, I, I thought he did a good job yet again. But I want to talk about what you were just saying about the deep passing game. Mm-hmm. Because you essentially got one shot at it, right? Yep. Like, you got one shot, you missed. Is And, and I understand, it, like, Deep passes are tough to connect on. The ratios for the completions there are low. But Brandon Cooks, wide open, streaking to the end zone. Dak overshot him. And from the 9-7-2, I thought this was probably too early to bail, but you know what? I won't judge. Everybody live your life how you like. From the 9-7-2, bailed after the bomb to Cook missed. Mm. Is Corey, I want to know, because you were kind of detailing. That was early. Yes. That you was, bailed that early? Yes, that's what I said, a little early. Is Let me ask you this, because you were hypothesizing about this before the show. How do you think that play changed the game? Outside of just, hey, you could have scored a touchdown. Well, I, it may have been the moment where they just decided to keep their two high safeties there for the rest of the day. Like They, they might have said, we're not going to let them do this again to us. Now, uh, Broadus is watching it, so he's going to get a good eye on what the, the safeties were doing most of the day. But every time I looked up, when they would go behind center and go behind Dak Prescott, it looked like they were they were back. And Dak is Dak struggled with it uh, yesterday. Now the se- the se- the secondary play, uh, but by, by the cornerbacks was good. They, everything was contested and contested tightly. It felt like you weren't just getting that runaway from Ceedee Lamb out of nowhere or another one of those Brandon Cooks opportunities. So I felt like that put them in a situation again where the defensive front of Buffalo was able to get to Dak er, uh, fast and faster than the time he Dak needed to get the ball out and deep somewhere. So I know somebody's like, look, Dak uh, was able to get the ball away 2.7 seconds. Okay, man, like that's uh, that's really awesome and everything. Did it connect? W- was it a good pass? Was it in the right spot? Was it yeah. was it uh, was it a throw that he just put it in that area? Or did it was it even was it even beneficial to the team in those two point seven seconds? So that was that was a huge moment, Kevin, right there. I did not bail on it. I did not step I away from this it. at all. Yeah. Uh and not just because of not just because of the job either. Okay, well then just real quick, Corey, can I tell you? 
you're better than I am because if it weren't for this job, I would have bailed at 31 to 3. I mean, what else was I going to do, Kevin? I was just laying on, the, the I was laying on the couch anyway, just hanging out. I okay. was fine. So I had, they, I, Look, if they want to hang out with me, they can come sit there and watch the game with me. Okay. All right? Oh. Kids, if you want daddy time, come talk to daddy. I don't want you to call it that anymore. What do you mean? That's my name. I'm daddy. That's what they call me in the Well, I guess Avery calls me dad. Carter's kind of turned it to dad now, too. Mm. But I'm, yeah, man. Hold on. You say, Are you saying that if baby Noah starts calling you daddy, you're, you're going to be like, you know what? Baby Noah, you can't call no, me. No, that. that's fine. I but am I don't, father. But I don't go around the house and announce to everybody, I'm daddy and it's daddy time. That's weird. That is weird to me. Don't mark that. <laughs> it is from the 817. I bet Mike is crushing that uh, audition right now. Yes, could be. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I hope so. From the 214, will the Rangers be ready for all the vacation days that Mike <laughs> likes to take? That is also. He a- won't need that much vacation days because, Kevin, he'll be working during vacation. Baseball season. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, from the 972, I bailed after Zach Martin got hurt. Man, that felt like the, was tough. the injury added to the insult. I know re- usually it goes the other way, but at that point, I thought, how much worse, or this game is going as bad as I could have imagined. When did that happen? Was that, that was still first quarter, early first quarter, right? Ooh, I thought it was. Was it early second? Early, yeah. Okay. Uh, let me know when, when that happened because I'll, I'll check my notes real quick. But I still felt like that was early, like to bail on that. And but you say insult to injury, was the in, was the in hold on the injury, insult yeah was the insult part already when the Cowboys when the pile happened was that the insult because they couldn't stop anybody and you're like it's going to be this kind of day. So look, I I appreciate everything that Nick Eatman and the team at DallasCowboys.com bring to the table. However, about an hour ago, 50 minutes ago, one of the things he said, I was like, no, 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 about how they hate the push the pile play, then do something about it, all right? I get it. Maybe you're going to give up an extra yard or two because somebody dives in there. The Cowboys players just stopped. And the Buffalo players kept going. And what did they get? Like an extra six yards out of that play? That was embarrassing to me, just as a one-off play. And look, in sports, you're going to probably get embarrassed several times a game on either side of the ball. That was an embarrassing play because in that moment, I wasn't thinking, what a stupid play that is. I was thinking, holy crap, Buffalo is going to punch us in the face all day long. And what are we going to do about it? Yeah, they've made their they made their mark. In that moment, they said, they said, this is going to be this kind of day. Don't just think that we're going down easy. That was the moment that they made that, that statement. And then Kevin, I really, I thought, and I know we're about to disagree on this. I thought on the next drive, when the Cowboys had their chance, Zach Martin, I really wish he'd hit the guy harder now that he got the penalty that he got. But Zach Martin, I thought that he needed to do that because you're in a hostile environment. You walk in there, you got to show some toughness and Dak gets hit while he's sliding. And I thought, Hey, this is you need to make a statement instead of knocking the guy down. It, I mean, that was a huge flop, too. Yeah. But instead of knocking the guy down, I would have liked him to go over there, and maybe shove him just a little bit in a back and forth. But he goes over there and bumps into him and the little tiny fellow falls down. It would have been better if you're going to get that penalty. Just level him, you know, right in the sternum somewhere and just okay. take care of that. And I actually I think most people are going to agree with you. I did not like that penalty from Zach Martin because they had already thrown the flag. And plus, uh, when you watch it, I didn't really think it looked 
that bad. Like, I realize you can't go flying over at Dak's head when he slides, but I watched that replay several times. It looked like he might have been like, bloop, and just barely kind of grazed Dak. I didn't think it was that bad. You and can't do that, though. We, you can't do that to the quarterback. I know. That's why I got flagged. I, that's why he got flagged, and you're already losing 7 to nothing. and I'm like, take the yard. And I and I, I agree with that. Cooler heads will tell you that you're you're right about that, too. Just take the yards and move on. But I, you don't let you let somebody do that once. They'll do it again and well, again. And somebody had to stand up, and Zach Martin was the one. And then but what happened? Screws, they they it did it again over. and again anyway. Yeah, they yeah, I, they, did, they screwed us over because they 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 needed those, that yardage. They needed to be as close as they could on every single drive. I guess in that instance, I thought he sh- if he if he was going to do it, he should have done it sooner. Now. That's easy for me to say because I'm watching the game. It's probably exceedingly more difficult when you're actually engaged in the midst of a play and it's kicked all the way out to and the, on the right other side, side of the like, field. Yeah. yeah, I was like, no, stop! He's already thrown the flag. <laughs> if he wasn't going to throw the flag, then I'd probably have been like, you know what? Knock that mf'er on his ass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I I see that too. Like I I totally get that. And there were some very clumsy moments uh, in this game. I mean the. The, the Sam Williams moment was clumsy. The Sam Williams. There's so much teaching that uh, he still needs. Like, his physical talent is so impressive. The fact that that dude can get back there that fast and be the size that he is and have that much power in his body to do all these things. But the lessons he still needs to learn in this game. And, again, we talked to him before the season. He was like, look, I didn't play until, like, my senior year of high school. Right. Like, what? He's like, yeah, I want to play basketball. And so, like, he still has so much to learn in the game. And it's just, you're like, but we need you on the field to be good. But we can't put you on the field because of dumb things. Can I tell you, I did not, I honestly, I had to go back. In the moment, real time, I did not understand why Sam Williams got flagged. Because I didn't understand that he didn't block the punt. Like, I couldn't, (laughs) he was right there. And then when the ball came flying out and he just trucked the punter. And I was like, hold on. Why is there a flag? Wait, how did he get that kickoff? And then they showed the replay, and it just boggled the mind. Good job by the punter, I guess, for Buffalo. Good for you. Yeah. Is that that was that was impressive? But I, I could not fathom how. Not only did you not block that punt, now Buffalo had the ball back on like real offense, and that was really frustrating. And by the way, it looked like a lot of people bailed on this game, but I appreciate some of them were like. I stopped watching on TV, but I got in the car and I just listened to the fan, which is great. There you go. Some people said they switched to their phone. And then from the 817, I said it was game after they went down 14 to nothing. The way the Bills ran the clock, there was no way the Cowboys were coming back. And I understand all of that from a logical point of view, but I still get caught up in a, hey, we can figure this out. Like, I was furious when the Cowboys had to settle for a field goal to make it 14 to 3 because I was like, hey, look. You can score a touchdown right here and just stop committing idiotic Dude, thought, penalties when they should have to punt. It, when they had eight minutes left. I definitely thought they still had an opportunity to to, to win that game. There's eight minutes left in the game. And I'm like, we could do this, man. Like, all they got to do is get a couple of good things downfield. And then I realized, Kevin, oh, Buffalo is now in their, like, uh, their, their uh, give up defense where they just let you have everything underneath and Dak was getting it all. Right. Like, that's when I was like, oh, okay, crap. That's. And here I am thinking we got a shot here. Look, this is another thing I'm, I'm sure a lot of folks are going to disagree with. But when you had the incomplete pass on third and four, I was like, I'm going for it. It's already 14 to nothing. 
they have been driving the ball right down your throat. I realize idiotic penalties led to that, but I was like, I'm going to go for it. So we kicked a field goal, and I was glad that Brandon Aubrey made it, but yeah. From the 8545, this city is filled with front-runner bandwagon fans. Imagine shutting off uh, game two, uh, game down two scores with plenty of time left. And I... I, I I stayed to the I did, end. Uh, but I get that moment of you're watching and you're going, no, man, that's they they're playing different than the, than my team today. Like that team is definitely playing different. My team is didn't even show up. It was the moment I would have bailed is when Buffalo was ahead 31 to three and Dak was I don't know. He almost had like two more interceptions on that one drive, and then it finally got picked off. Keep this in mind. The Cowboys were losing by 28 points, and Dak had four dropped interceptions. Mm -hmm. There were four balls that were in Buffalo players' hands that on two of them, the Cowboys receivers, by the way, good job by them. They had to flip to be defensive backs to knock the ball out of the hands. When that play finally ended, when that drive finally ended in an interception, that's probably... Where I would have dipped out at 31 to 3, but I wrote it out to the end and we scored a touchdown. So, in your face, Buffalo. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 1053 The Fan. Coming up next, more with the Cowboys, but also what was the most surprising result or biggest statement win of the NFL weekend? Let's do it next right here, The Fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Two under center. Back to throw, looking. Deep down the left sideline, he wants one, he's got it! Touchdown Miami! There's a new cheetah in town! KNC Masterpiece back here on 105.3 The Fan. Even I was thrown off. What was the most surprising result or biggest statement win of the NFL weekend? I like this one. From the 972, the biggest statement win will be tonight when Seattle beats Philly. Okay, that would be awesome. And I would love it if that happens. That would temporarily put the Cowboys back into first place. However, I still think you're not going to ultimately get the tiebreaker in that case. The tiebreaker goes like this to break a tie within a division because people are asking. Head-to-head, obviously, that's even. 
best win-loss percentage in the division. That would, assuming they win, both teams win from there, and both the Eagles and the Cowboys are 13-4, and four, that would end up being even. Conference uh, best win-loss in common games, that would end up being even as well because they both have three losses in the common games, I do believe. And best win-loss percentage within conference, that would be even as well which go back to strength of victory. And that's where, as of this moment, Philadelphia holds the advantage. So if they can only lose one game, you want them to lose the Giants because then you'll win the tiebreaker and win the division. But if you're also like, I just want Philadelphia to lose every game, that makes sense to me as well. Let's start it tonight, have Philly lose, and then just keep on losing. Yeah, that's fine by me. Uh, so that the Cowboys can have first, uh, first place. Then on top of that, have home field advantage yes. uh, for some playoff action. And that's a, something they need. You just proved it uh, yesterday. Actually, I do wonder, what is the difference, Kevin, in home field advantage in yesterday's game? The, 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 the Cowboys didn't have to travel? Because the way they showed up, if they would had home field advantage, still wouldn't have mattered. Here's the thing. I might get crushed for this. I don't know if I think that is true. I can't explain it to you, Corey, and if you're looking for me to give you a logical numbers-based answer, I got nothing for you. Nothing, all right? But there is something about this team mentally. I don't know what it is, and you can say quality of competition. Well, look at the Philly game on the road versus home. At home, it looked like Dallas was leaps and bounds better than Philadelphia. In the game in Philadelphia, it was really close, and obviously the Cowboys lost. There is something mental about this team. If you told me they were going to play the Buffalo Bills again at home, I'm not saying they would win, but I think there's a shot. Yeah, I really, really do. Okay, I mean, I, I, I guess maybe they're, like, maybe they have a feeling of playing in front of their fans gives them a different expectations, and they just they they play better for it. I don't know. I don't, I don't know either. And I want to get Stevens' input about this as well. I know Mike McCarthy said, hey. There's a huge gap, and I know that Micah Parsons said, hey, it's unacceptable. That's great. You've played seven road games. It's now unacceptable? <laughs> well, at first you were like, hey, it doesn't, it's, it's not working out, whatever reasons. But then, you know, after a while, you're like, okay, hold on, this is a trend. That's when the trend becomes unacceptable. It's when it's a trend now, Kevin. Now, at first, it's like, ah, it, was, it happened. But the trend. From the 817, hopefully we can just clear all this up right here in my head. If the strength of victory is the tiebreaker, you want them to lose to a good team, not a bad team versus New York. No, 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 no. Strength of victory is fifth on the tiebreaking list. Division record is second. You want them to lose to the Giants because then at least that would potentially give you the tiebreak. Although I do see plenty of people texting in and being like, that's assuming they went out. Agreed. Uh, that's a huge assumption, and they're already underdogs in the game coming up against Miami, and that spread has shifted a lot. It was a pick'em game. Last night is now shifted to Miami by one and a half. So I obviously agree with all of that, but we're just like playing out the playing out the string if they were both 13 and 4. All right. Okay. I see where you're going with that, Kevin. Now, rest of the NFL. We played that highlight from the Dolphins, not only because that's next up for the Cowboys, but, but because you also knew that if you played the San Francisco highlight, I'd turn it off. That's why. That's true. Yes. We'll see what happens to the rest of no, the show. You, we'll see. You. We'll it, see. Is 
would you rather me play Buffalo highlights coming back? <laughs> is I thought that was a huge win, not because of quality of competition, but if you want to look at the MVP case of Tua, which obviously you have been Yeah. Not you're not you haven't said like Tua's I'm, the guy to be. I beat, just feel like he's you, still in that conversation. Exactly. Yeah. Is this was a huge win for them because of a variety of reasons. You beat the Jets 30 to nothing. Neat. But in that game, Tua completed 15 of his first 17 passes. And for the day, he was 21 of 24 passing for 224 Efficient. yards. And I know it wasn't the most mind-boggling numbers they or anything like that. He had four or like five that. touchdowns. Yeah, because it was 30 to nothing. Mm-hmm. And they were dominating that game. So I thought that was a huge performance by specifically Tua right there. And then obviously the Dolphins need to keep stacking up wins. Okay, so I want to add to that real quick just because I have been watching the Hard Knocks uh, Miami Dolphins mm-hmm. in-season thing, their in-season tournament. And uh, I know it's not a tournament, Kevin. The that one of the big factors going into December was, guys, anybody that is in this room right now should remember what December was like for us last year. We were eight and three with an opportunity to go out there and pummel some people and get into the playoffs feeling really hot. Right now, guess what? We're eight and three again, and we're going into December. We can't lose four games. We can't lose three games. They are currently two and one in December. That is a big point that they wanted to make was they didn't want that to happen again to them. So to see that yesterday, again, a 30-point, 30-to-nothing win, uh, even though like they lost guys like Jalen Phillips and stuff like that, they had a really good outing there. I thought I thought that was maybe the biggest statement, and that might have been from a individual perspective. There are two other games, unless you want to drop, uh, drop one in there. I do have... I feel like the Buccaneers made a little bit of a statement yesterday. They played really good football on the road at the Packers in December, which usually people don't fare well there. And uh, whenever they had opportunities for the Packers to get the game back in play, Tampa Bay made the good offensive plays and the good defensive plays. They were really good yesterday. And think about how much, look, I understand in the NFC in particular, the bottom of the playoff mix doesn't look no, it doesn't look it's too weird. encouraging. But just think about how much that one game changed is the Bucs be- beating the Panthers. The Bucs lose that game. All of a sudden, they're out of the playoffs altogether. Mm-hmm. And New Orleans would now be the team that Dallas would travel to in the first round of the playoffs. And on the flip side, Green Bay is now 11th. Whereas if they would have won, they would have at worst been eighth, like knocking on the door. And I realize it's still just one game. But I thought that was a huge one right there as well. And then the Browns over the Bears because. <laughs> what a boring game, though. I Okay. Hey, but exciting. I agree. Not. It was boring for most of the way. But then let's go to cut number 17 because some clever folks have started to call this the fail Mary. So good for you who came up with that is. Chicago had this game. Fields. Chased by Garrett. Flushed. Looking. Sets up. Throwing deep. Hail Mary. End zone. Deflected. Tipped and intercepted. Almost caught. And then a deflection into the hands of DeAnthony Bell. It was, you know, they say bat the ball down. Bat the ball down. Well, the Bears mm-hmm. had a receiver sitting, sitting right there. I get it. 
you don't expect the football to just come flying right to you once you've fallen on the ground. Yeah. But it was in his hands. It was in, in his, his it was in his bread basket. It was. Moody had the entire everything. I don't I still don't know how it popped out. I still have no clue how it got away from him. It doesn't make any sense. It's like somebody, like little Ant-Man ran out there and got on his stomach and punched it away or something. Because it makes zero sense. Do you think that's what happened? It's a possibility. Oh. That's more likely than him just fumbling it away that way. Dumb. Now, I'm not saying that the Bears were going to go anywhere, but do you realize if they would have won that game, the Bears would have been 6-8, and eight, just one game out of the playoff mix at the bottom of the NFC. It makes no sense to me either. Hey, that's fair. That's just that's, where we well, are. Hey, NFL's well, bad this think year. Think about it. The Buffalo Bills and the Chicago Bears would have been in the same place playoff-wise, on the out, just barely on the outside looking in, if the Bears had made that Hail Mary catch. But instead, it turned into the Fail Mary. The other reason that that was a big deal for the Browns is same kind of deal. You lose that game, then you're stuck in this glut of eight and six teams, whereas now... For the moment, at least they have, I don't know if you even want to call it breathing room or not, but they are firmly in the playoffs versus having to go down the tiebreaker loop of like eight different things. Yeah, which, you know, that's not where you want to be. You don't want a tiebreaker loop. Kevin, there's a possibility that maybe the biggest game of the weekend took place in Carolina. That might be the no, most, the biggest statement because no, the Panthers were like, look, no, we've only won no. one game this year, but this is a division opponent. We are we are destined to win two. You know games. what? Because you brought it up, we'll dive into that later in All the right, show. All right, fine. Because that statement. game that game sucked. <sighs> it sucked. It really did. And I get why the ticket prices went as low as they did. We're the KNC masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, it's time for Baseball Buckets with Corey Major. Well, we just got some interesting broadcast news. Let's talk about some other awards as well next on The Fan. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Fly ball. Deep out into left field. Hayes going back. Mitch Garver, can you take me higher? You most definitely can. KNC Masterpiece back here on 105 Through the Fan. Now, Mike Bassick is not here this week. He's on vacation. Maybe interviewing with the Rangers. Maybe more likely, he's skiing, skiing with his family. Terrified. He is. He did look very <laughs> concerned about his skiing. So, in his stead, it's time for Baseball Buckets with Corey Majors. Thank you very much, Chuck Morgan, for that kind introduction. Really appreciate that. The... Uh, the Rangers won the World Series, ladies and gentlemen, mm. and that never gets old. I was out in Fort Worth this weekend, Kevin, and every time I met a Tolo out there, I, that was the first thing I said. Rangers won the World Series. We did it. Congratulations. And, it, and this is so this is the part that I love about winning championships, which doesn't happen that often here in DFW. Whenever you're done winning a championship, it lives with you until the next season starts. And then unless there, you're Peyton. there will be, yeah, unless you're Peyton, who's like, hey, forget about it. Not even forget about it. You know, he's just like, you know yeah. what? It was a month ago. Get over it. Move on. If you're Peyton, that's what you do. 
But if you are, <laughs> if you are like the rest of us, then you enjoy every moment. Again, Kevin, it lasts until the new season and then into the new season. Because then guys are getting their rings. They're having ceremonial first day stuff. There's something what? No, I know you have more of a point to make. I just want that as a drop because if you're Peyton, that's just what you do. Like, <laughs> I, I think that that's a great burn right there. So like every, it seems like every time I see something that is regarding the Rangers, it's a positive thing that I'm really excited about. Some video on TikTok or some video on Twitter, somebody's mentioning it. And so it's just a really, a really good feeling still. And I hope that all the, I know, look, man, yesterday's rain, a Cowboys game was, was bad. But we still won the damn yeah. World Series. Okay. So live with that. Okay. And you said we might sign Jordan Montgomery after all? Um, news? I don't have any information oh. on that at the moment. However, that would have made my day better. The Rangers did lose another. Who did we lose this time? CJ Nikowski. Oh, okay. Wants to be closer to his family. He has had, I think, 130 days a year, he is away from his family. And so he wanted to stay in Atlanta, be around them. Uh, The Rangers were great. He said this thing. The Rangers were gracious and kind in allowing me to take this new opportunity. He wants to take something closer to home. Okay. He said, I can't thank them enough because the Rangers didn't have to. Like They don't have to say, hey, yeah, you're out of your contract. You can go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Uh, They they said, hey, we understand what you're going through. Let's uh, we'll give you this opportunity. He said it's been a dream job. It was capped off by watching them. Uh, invested in the World Series. Look, the Rangers are a first-class organization throughout. If you're going to take off, this this makes the logical sense. This I, is a good time. I really do wish, though, that he had taken a couple shots at Dave Raymond and Emily Jones on the way out. Oh but he, again, best teammates and friends, stuff like that. Like, take a couple shots at him just for fun. For old time's <laughs> sake, you know? Why? He said that he's leaving on good terms. Why do you want to set that bridge on fire on your Because that's what you do to your door. friends. Kevin, I leave. You know what I'm saying about you? Something that you'll laugh about. Oh, yeah. Something that you'll be like, that's fair. And you know what? I get it. Whoa, with that in <laughs> mind. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Here we go. Here I, Now I talk about Kevin. Um, So that happened. And now the Rangers have Dave Raymond. And there's, I, I would I would assume Bassett. that I, I think Dave Valley was, was a, a promising partner in that uh, throughout. Because he was there a lot was last he? year in in times, did I love it? No, yeah. But he's, he's maybe he not. He was there. He would maybe not be my. You want to bring back Busby and Sunberg? I want like Mike Bassick to try out for the job. I want Mike to try out for the job too. I think he got an opportunity too. And somebody did text in, and they were like, "He's not polished enough." I think Mike could be very polished by the end of it all. Uh, and I will say too, I do believe the DC games he was with CJ Nikowski. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. that's a little bit different when you have two guys who are kind of considered the color commentators right. running it, even though CJ did a good job of being the play-by-play guy. Uh, but I, I like, I think one of the things all the Tolos and Twolos out there can agree on is when Mike talks baseball on this station, it's it's fantastic. Yeah. You're learning more about baseball. One of, hell, one of our uh, uh, bartenders at yeah. Buffalo Wild Wings came up to us the other day and was like, I just, I learned so much listening to Mike. And that's why I mean I and, and I was like I get it like it, he's passionate about it so I would I'm just openly on our radio station vying for this right now I'm campaigning like for Mike Bassick just like a campaign for Darren Woodson to be in the Hall of Fame. Hopefully this one is more successful. Good God! Yeah. Actually, if you had to pick one, 
Darren Woodson, Woodson. gets into the Sorry, Hall of Mike. Fame. Oh, my gosh. That was so fast. Okay. I mean, I think Mike would, too. I agree. He would say, yeah, Ooh. please forgive. I don't, I don't actually, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. <laughs> um, I So, yeah, that's, and I don't know. I do know that that Mike has been interested. He was like, look, if somebody came to me and said that, I probably would really want to consider that opportunity. So good luck in that venture. We'll see how things go. But what I'm understanding is the Rangers aren't signing anybody this offseason. So. Okay, great. You get it? Because they haven't signed any free yes. agents. No, I really, get well, it, They Corey. got a pitch. They got Molly. I know. Who can't pitch. Yeah. We're going to have the best second half rotation of people who didn't pitch at all in the first half you've ever imagined. I thought of, uh, I thought Bobby's joke this morning was really funny. He was surprised Otani didn't sign with the Rangers because he because, had, he's like, I got yeah. it. I got the injury too, guys. Let's all yeah, have the most yeah, star studded clubhouse yeah, yeah, training yeah, facility. Yeah. Yeah. Kevin, have you ever heard of the all-MLB team? Okay, I have, but I have to admit, just within the last couple of years, because I'm used to, like, all-NBA or all-pro, I have to admit, for the longest time, I guess I didn't even know that this was a thing. I didn't either. Uh, Until this morning, Kevin, I was like, hold on, what is this? But when I when I did it, when I saw it, I was like, well, I mean, it makes sense, but does it feel like it takes away from the all-star game? Well, the All-Star Game, Kevin, is two different teams That's that are right. selected. That's right. And it doesn't kind of take into account the entire season. But this is the all-Major League Baseball. And the Rangers plug two or plug six people on the first and second All-MLB all teams. First team, Corey Seager. And Marcus Simeon. So our guys up the middle that cost $250 million apiece. That no, that no, that part is half a right. billion dollars. Okay, total. I thought you made it sound like per year. Look, if you're gonna have two people on the team, it makes sense that it would be the people who finished second and third in the MVP. MB- right? Yes, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So that makes a lot of sense. Also yeah. on the second team, Jonah Heim behind Ooh. Adley Rushman. Which I mean, like, come on, sure. He was calling better games than Adley Rushman. You know what I'm saying? I do because we beat Baltimore. I know. But then there's just like the rest of the part that goes into baseball. Adolis Garcia. I love it. Also earned an all MLB honor. And it's very difficult for me to say this because I feel like I'm going to say NBA. NBA. Yeah. But uh, Adolis gets it, which is interesting. He had a really good season, man. Like he, he did. And he was the superstar of the playoffs. Like he, he really did. was. That whole Astros series was amazing. Nathan Nivaldi and Jordan Montgomery all on the second team. And I think those are all very deserving. I don't know that Jordan Montgomery. And we're not going to sign Jordan Montgomery. I'm kind of curious about Jordan. Was he an all MLB pitcher this year? No. I Look, I would say no, because there was a time when you could make a case that Evaldi should have started the All-Star game. But I also know he got hurt. It's just down the stretch. Mm-hmm. Jordan Montgomery was just about as good as anybody. So Down the stretch of the playoffs. Yeah. I feel like Montgomery That's in fair. the regular season, you were still kind of he like, was good. He had a couple of moments yeah. where you're like, whoa, that was, can he go eight innings? And the Rangers were like, no, we're sticking with like six, seven, and we're fine. But he would have good outings. He felt oh, yeah. pretty confident. He, he was good. He I, was pitching for a big offseason. Yeah, and that's probably, probably going to work for him, I'm assuming. The, uh, you want to hear some, some other things, Kevin? I, if possible, I would. MLB.com has this listed as the 10 players that are all MLB sleeper picks oh. in 2024. And I'm like, are these guys sleeper picks or are they just they haven't gotten it yet? Here's here's a here's one shortstop 
Bobby Witt Jr. Okay. Did he not have a good enough season? I mean, he did. Yeah. 30 homers, 49 steals at the age of 23. Uh, this, I mean, he had a pretty, pretty significant hey, season. If you haven't got it yet. You're a sleeper. Okay. So that's a sleeper then third baseman Royce Lewis for the twins who again, uh, had his thinks this is the best. Yeah. Didn't he have a great, that grand slam that yes. walk up that grand slam against us. So he was the first overall draft selection in the 17 draft yeah. made his MLB debut this year. Uh, only played 12 games before tearing his right ACL. Oh, so maybe that is his, he'll sleep it off and then he'll get back out there and be a sleeper. Mm. Uh, Jung Hoo Lee from the Giants center okay. field. Spencer Steer uh, infielder outfielder for the Reds. I feel like they have some other people uh, on, on the Reds that could stand out like that. And Evan Carter, Kevin. Yes. If I actually per- didn't see this list. I was just guessing. If his performance during the 2023 postseason is any indication, we could be seeing a lot of accolades heading to Carter's way next year. The 21 year old. 306 with four doubles and five home runs in 23 games. And that's that those numbers are insane to me in 23 games. That does, he was able to do that. That does feel like a lot of pressure, right? And okay, to, hold on. What kind of pressure? For Evan Carter to like now I need you to be, be better first or second team all major league baseball in 162. Yeah. And and I I agreed. Like, like he was the number one, number 8 prospect in baseball according to MLB pipeline, but I feel like Kevin during the playoffs, when he was at bat, I just wanted to watch him take pitches. Because when Evan Carter took pitches, I was like, yeah, he was right to do that. Yeah. I always felt like that Evan Carter was better than the umpire at his job. I think there oh. were times when Evan Carter felt he was better than the umpire at their job, too. Definitely. Just real quick. He's got a tiny bit of that Luca gene in him, right? Of complaining to the refs. Um. Okay. So let's have this discussion then right now. Luca complains to the refs, and it doesn't do anything. Yeah, while the game is still yeah, going. Yeah, and it doesn't help anything. Evan Carter complains to the refs and then hits a double. Okay. Because he got the pitch he wanted. Yeah. And every pitcher out there was thinking they got him figured out or whatnot, and they're just like, now I can grow. Oh, crap, he just hit it. Like, Evan Carter, I think the way he does it, he does it politically to try and like force that umpire to go, you know what? He was probably right. That was okay. close one. All right. So I think now if I see him, Kevin, on strike two, uh, or strike two, turn around and start yelling at the umpire okay. and then miss and swing and miss on the next pitch, then I'm gonna say, Hey Luca, stop. But for the moment, I think Evan Carter, the, he politics the right way. Okay. there's just been a few times where he's just looked right at the umpire like, you gotta be kidding me. Yeah. And I thought, I don't know if that's going to help I you. I feel like that right look kind of got him, too. Because he's a rookie. Because you're like, hey, yeah. hey, kid. Like, you can't yeah. be doing that to the. But he's got the cojones to do that to the umpire at such a young age. And now they're like, God. So he's. I'm really excited for what he can produce next season. At the moment, they consider him an all MLB sleeper pick. I am very, I am also curious where he's going to be lined up out, out there next year. We'll be out in left field again. Will he take over center field? And to, I don't, I don't know exactly what's going to happen. So there's a lot of uh, a lot of excitement going on there. So that is uh, baseball buckets with Corey Majors. We're the KNC masterpiece right here on 105 through the fan. Coming up next, we'll talk with our Dallas Cowboys insider Mickey Spagnola. Plus, I'm just curious, how much do you enjoy Saturday NFL football? All of it next, right here on the fan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.